Welcome to the Inkspire podcast from Tharstern, the show that helps you turn your printing company into a bionic business. Here is your host, Ross Edwards. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the Inkspire podcast, where each week we cover at least one of three strategies that will help you build a bionic business, technology, culture, and process. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest to chat about their experience and insight into being bionic and leading the way in the ever-changing industry of print. And today, I'm joined by Jason Rainbird, founder and MD of Flowbird, who help clients to um, inquire, engage, and retain customers using CRM software and, and marketing automation. Jason, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. It's good to have you here. Um, you, so, Jason, let, let's dive straight in. Um, I'm always interested to know how, how you know, how you got to where you are now and, and, and how Flowbird came about. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey so far. Um, I think if I go back a bit further, the sort of pre-Flowbird, um, I kind of got into the software market many years ago. I used to work for a company selling, of all things, Weybridges. Um, and... Mm-hmm. I worked for the company for a while. Uh, one day, the engineer left, uh, who was out selling the software systems that went with the Waybridges. And I kind of, I didn't really, but I nicked his laptop, so to speak. And I started going out and I started selling more software than I was selling um, Waybridges. And that kind of got me into the whole software market. Um, I moved on from there, uh, went to work for a specialist software uh, developer company and got involved in that. And then eventually I went to work for another company as um, sales director and I was involved actively in sort of CRM systems, um, particularly back in the day of kind of sales logics and goldmine and act, yeah. um, putting systems in. Um, I then um, set up on my own um, briefly as a consultant and then one of my clients kind of said, oh, come and join me, come and join me, come and join me. So I did. I worked for them for a number of years um, as the sort of CRM manager. Um, and that was about 10 years ago. And then after that, I decided, do you know what? I'm going to go and do it my own. Um, had an agreement with the, the existing client and we got started. And so we've been doing Flowbird now for about, yeah, about 10 years it is. Um, so oh. um, mainly around kind of SME markets, around sort of core marketing automation, core CRM systems. Mm. Uh, and then grown the team. We're now 11, 12 of us. All um, right very much an organic growth you know no no, no big adventures etc so it's yeah. been it's been fun cool but yeah and so what what sort of things do you do with your clients jason how, you know how how if, if a client came to you why, why would they first of all why would they be engaging with you and and what sort of things can can you do to help them very much it's a very much i mean crm really is a culture i mean i think people need to understand that it's a culture of having a centralized place for putting everything but also the ability to share and I think that's a really really crucial element to it so we'll work with clients who maybe don't have a a particularly good sales process um, and we need to sort that out we'll work with clients who you know it could be as simple as we're not getting enough inquiries we're not closing enough business we're not nurturing or growing so it depends on the core thing or the core issue with them as a company Um, I would say the, a lot of clients we take on are maybe using Excel as their CRM system and they realize that they can't continue doing that. I think anytime you, you've got a situation where you've got one, two salespeople, mm. um, 
you need to have something where you're sharing that content, you're sharing yeah. those conversations and sharing that data. Um, and so that's that's our biggest need. And then after that, it's a case of, right, we've got CRM in place. What are we now going to do with it? And that's really where we come into our own, where we yeah. say, right, we need to nurture, we need to culture these people, clients, yeah. prospects, et cetera, and really get them going. Um, and that's where we start to put in plans in action. Um, yeah. And that comes back to, as I say, the, the strap line of acquire, engage, retain. There are kind of three key words that we're looking to do with clients. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it is what every business wants, isn't it, really? We we all know it's it's much easier, less expensive to retain existing customers than it is to to acquire new ones. But we still want the growth, don't we? And and, and I guess engaging with your customers is, is, is a way to do that, whether that's prospective or, or existing. So um, customer relationship management, I think, yeah. is is very important for, for any business. Um, but to, there's always kind of varying levels. What would you say is kind of like the entry level kind of base functions of, of a CRM that a business would want? What would you suggest to them as the starting point? I think I think if we went down to the, the very, very core levels, um, yeah. to me, it would it the simplest process would literally be a call or communications log um, yeah. so that it, it, it helps in two ways. A, you know, I make a phone call to a customer. I log the notes into the system. I send them an email. I log that into the system um, because I think that helps with communication. But I think the important part of it, and I think that's where a lot of companies kind of struggle a bit, is that. You know, you have to maintain contact with your customers. You know, we always say today, if you don't look after your customers, don't worry, your competitors will. Um, mm. And that's a really important thing, because if, if you're now not looking, well, who spoke to Jim or Mary or Fred? When did we last spoke to? When was the last conversation? Oh, yeah. by the way, it was six months ago. OK, we need to we need to jump on that. We need to sort that out very quickly. So at the lowest, lowest level, that's the basic thing. It's just the names, addresses and a call log. Um, and I think that's that's where a lot of companies don't even do today. A lot of companies are using kind of, you know, their their email system. They're communicating directly, but no yeah. one's aware centrally of what's going on. So I, that would be my first: get that sorted, get that started, and then build from there. And I think that that's critical to what we're trying to do. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. And you know, from from personal experience of, of using CRM, I can't emphasise enough how how important it, it is. But for me, my role to to know what my last activity was with that with that client or or um, with, with that prospect or with um, you know in relation to an opportunity or in even in relation to um, you know just just a general inquiry or customer service, it's knowing where you are up to with that and, and being able to easily identify um, that. But but also. I guess the next step on it is where that becomes a tool for me to manage myself and, and yeah. to, to manage the customer experience yeah. with customers to make sure that that was my, my last activity. And, and, you know, it does become a bit of a discipline, but always when you complete your whatever your task is to then set what your next activity is. So yeah. it's in your diary or it's it's in uh, in your CRM system or, you know, somewhere as visible for you. But also visible for, for other other members of the team as well, so they can they can see what activity is happening. Yeah. Um. I just and I think that that simple essence of that then it helps you to manage your manage yourself in terms of capacity and how many things can I do in that day 
um, you know, and, and if I can't do it that day, to be able to then move it on to another day when you can, but at least have awareness that that you, you've got an action to take. Yeah. Um, and I think that's from a certainly from a a customer engagement perspective that that's the core basis. But but I I know there's there's lots of other things that can we we can do with CRM and and CRM is, we're two kindred spirits here, um, yeah. Jason, because CRM is a, a very passionate area for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't survive without without a CRM system, and 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 I do find it difficult to understand how a salesperson or a customer service person in their role can can manage without one as well. Um, it kind of it's one of them things that just astounds me. Um, and, but I know that we can start really basic, and, and yeah. that's often a really good starting point. And you mentioned Excel there, that you yeah. know it's not the best, but it, it's a starting point, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. You know, uh, or even an index card system, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go really kind of um, basic. But it's still a system, and it's yeah. still somewhere to, to log yeah. something and have visibility. And um, one thing I often talk to customers about is that the reality is is you know for customers who aren't using a crm is that yeah. the reality is is your sales team yeah. are going to have a list somewhere of, of all their yeah. potential customers or, or prospects and it's much better to have that in a, in a centralized system where yeah. you can you can protect that information that data but also yeah. where you've got visibility than than everybody having their own separate systems and and being a bit uncoordinated it's much better so um we, we kind of looked at that as as um a, you know a, a good starting point hmm. crm is you know a good is a main line of business i guess yeah. if you were to kind of if you were engage with a customer or talking yeah. to it, someone and they said to you why, why is crm having a crm so important what would yeah. your response to that be i think i think that's i think if we go back to a client and say okay what's the most important asset in your business and, you know, to most companies, it will be their customers. It will be their prospects. You know, without customers, you don't have a business. Yeah. And yet so many companies go, well, you know, it's on Excel spreadsheets, whatever. And I think that that's a critical aspect of why we should do that. And I think also being able to then take it to the next stage. Um, you know, we, we're with it. We talk about pipeline management. We talk about mm. sales communication. We talk about all these things suddenly the visibility across the team, across the company is critical. And that's why I think CRM is so important because it, you are, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the thing that's holding the golden, you know, the golden eggs for you, the company, yeah. it's your customer base yeah. um, and where they are and what the status is with those people. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all have attrition, we all lose customers, but what we're able to do with the CRM system is we know what's going on, we're aware of that, we can take action much, much earlier on in the process and likewise with prospects coming through you know a query yeah. will come in it will get looked after but it may go it may not be the right time for that person to buy from you today so what's mm. the long term how do you nurture that person over long term so it's about having that information excel's really good and you can do lots of things with it but it's there's no data management there's no data mm. control mm. people can just chuck in what they want mm. and they're pulling out and extracting any useful information off about it can be quite difficult yeah. um so I think having the CRM system, A, gives you a centralized place for doing that. It gives you the ability to have better management of data and ultimately better visibility of what's going on in your business. Um, and I think that's a, that's a key element to it. Um, yeah. With visibility, you can take action. You know, it, it's being at that, even if, the, even if the, the information you're getting out of it is bad, 
mm, least yeah. take action. Yeah, it uh, might not be it might might not be news that you want to know, but at least yeah. you know it, and and then you can you can uh, react to that and yeah. uh, or plan for it even if you yeah. if you're forecasting ahead. Yeah. You know what I think CRM as well. I don't know if you agree or disagree with this, but CRM tools yeah. uh, is much more accessible to businesses now than perhaps. Yeah. Uh, maybe even five years ago um, yeah. at Tharson, we we used to offer integration to yeah. the likes of Sage, uh, yeah. Yeah, CRM, Goldmine, and, yeah. and, and Microsoft and things. Um, but we yeah. often got feedback from customers that they felt like it was a sledgehammer to crack a nut in some yeah. ways. Yeah. That the cost of them types of systems that were enterprise level systems, but also yeah. very data hungry systems, yeah. perhaps. Um, you know, for for a small business, yeah. Um, that that they were just perhaps they, they felt like they were they were too much and they weren't fully utilizing it, and and I think all of a sudden this space has opened up, hasn't it, Jason? Where there's there's free CRM systems that you can yeah. you, yeah. you can access and and quite easily set up, yeah. Um, but that you know, and, and then I know HubSpot is an example. They have a yeah. free model. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that you can upgrade to the to the, to the next level um yeah. are you finding that when you engage with customers have they got some form of crm in place or? it's interesting because a lot of companies we talk to um there's, a, there's kind of a mix we mm. do get a lot of companies that have nothing in place mm. you know they're relying on their accounting system they're relying on excel spreadsheets to do it um yeah. some companies we get a lot of we get a lot of involvement with companies who've kind of they doubt, you know, they've signed up for an account, they've got it installed, they've got it running, and it, we turn up to it and it's a mess, you know, mm. because everyone's, there's no strategic approach to the yeah. process, mm. um, there's no visibility, and they're, they're using it in, they're not using it incorrectly, but they're yeah. not using it to best practice, as we would yeah. call it. And yeah. so we can come in and we can say, well, you know, how do you know what's going on? How do you know what's going on? So we can then start to do a bit of a cleanup process, we can give some better functionality of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think as said at the beginning, you know, it's so easy then to go and sign up for a system and quickly. I just, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you start straight away with a list of all your customers and list of all the communications and just get going? And as you mentioned, you know, we're, we're HubSpot partners. Um, you know, we say to clients, if you've got nothing in place, just, you know, come to us. We'll sort out your free HubSpot CRM system. Um, we'll get you into it, et cetera, et cetera, and we'll show you what to do. Yeah. And even if you never, ever, ever do anything else, that's better than you were. That's a move forward. So, you know, you've got this centralized place. So um, there's no there's no real excuse not to. And you know, you are right. There are you know, back in the day when I we used to go in, we used to, have to install the software locally and get it all up and running. It was a massive thing. Mm. Now, as long as you've got internet access, you're online. You can do mm. what you need to do. And I think that's a critical part of the whole process. So there is no real excuse of not having a system. You know, it's a bit you know. Feel like driving and not putting on your seatbelt it couldn't be any easier um you know for yeah. a couple you know for a, a few pounds a month you've got a system that you can have that will run your business and i think that's critical to the whole process i think you made some really really good points uh jason it is it, it is so easy to, to have one and almost easier to have one than not to have one yeah. Yeah. uh yeah. some kind of level of crm and the accessibility to that is, is very clear and i like that you've given some really just simple advice there as well of where to start with the crm because i think sometimes when i talk with customers um and businesses often it's it, it, they just don't know where to start with crm and you know what's 
what do I want to use it for? Yeah. You know, and, and we, we, you can use CRM for so many different things like marketing yeah. automation, yeah. maybe just sales management, maybe customer yeah. engagement, yeah. you know, maybe uh, strategies and, and organization uh, or, or even just simple marketing. It doesn't have to be automated marketing. Um, yeah. so, so there are lots of different things that we can do with it and, and it is knowing where to start. And I think that advice of just start with a list of your customers, yeah. a list of your contacts, and recording your yeah. contact activity is, is a yeah. really, really good starting place yeah. because then you can start to use that data and then stats to kind of like look at well, how much activity yeah. are we are we doing? Yeah. How many calls are we making a yeah. day? How yeah. many emails are going out? Yeah. How many appointments and, and things? Yeah. Often things that sales directors, sales managers would want to know, or even a sales person themselves would, would, would perhaps want to know. Yeah. Um, to see how that relates to performance as well. I mean, I, I, I always talk to businesses as well and say, if you're setting up a CRM system, look at your best salesperson and see what yeah. they're doing because yeah. I'm fairly certain if they're not using a CRM system, an official yeah. CRM system, yeah. they will have something like that because nine times out of ten, a consistently performing salesperson yeah. will have a system behind them. They will have a a CRM system of some sort, would would you say? Yeah, I, I, I agree, well? totally agree with that. I mean, one of the things, we actually have it on our website, we have a, a calculator um, that enables you to backtrack the thing. So, you know, we, we found from experience that you, you know, you go to a salesperson and say, right, okay, your sales target is a million pounds of sales a year, okay, or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, and salesperson would look at that and go, what does that mean in reality? I've got no control over that. Yeah. And so what we what we have on the website is a kind of um, we reverse engineer that down for a system. So we say, well, OK, you've got a million pounds. What's your average sales cycle is X. OK, how many proposals do you need to send out to close that? Right. That's why. OK, how many meetings do you need to have to get a proposal out? OK, that's another further thing. Mm. OK, how many phone calls do you need to have to get a meeting? Boom. Mm. And so by plugging your, your numbers in, what you get really quickly within the system is the ability to say, well, if I make 10 phone calls a day, yeah. I'll hit my sales target. Yeah. And so the idea behind it is your good salesperson um, is very quickly to go, well, I can make 10. If I'm a newbie or, you know, I'm just learning or I'm skilling up, I might I have to make 20 phone calls a day. Mm. Right. Because I know full well that my ratios are not as good. And mm. your your top salesperson, as you mentioned, will have a process in place. You know, they'll do a certain amount of prospecting, a certain amount of customer follow-up, a certain amount of proposal follow-up. And whether that's an, a proper CRM system or yeah. whether that's, you know, kind of, as you as we go back to the old Rolodex cards, um, mm. kind of idea of, you know, right, I need to date these core cool people. They will have a process in place. Mm. And all we've got to do is take that and say, right, let's mimic that into the CRM system and say, this is your sales process. Um, mm. I think the other thing that's important as well that we get quite often involved in is that companies will may have multiple sales processes. Yeah. So if we take a very simple example, you may have a um, an SME type sales process, which is you know short, sharp, you know, customer inquiry. Um, you know, I need I need business cards. Boom. Okay. So it's boom, boom, boom. Get it done, mm. and that's done and dusted. Or, or another customer may come to you and say, right, you know, I need a full you know, index, brochure, catalog, whatever, which is a much longer term process. So you might have multiple sales processes yeah. for one particular company because, you know, there's different elements, there's different parts that you need to go through, there's different processes, different timescales. So you've also got to match up within a business those sales processes 
to the individual sales. Um, and then, as I say, the salespeople will then mark that. I think the other thing that's very interesting as well is doing this over the years is we've yeah. all heard the phrase of farmers um, and hunters. You yeah. know, there are people who are really, really good at opening up accounts, getting the business started. And there's, you know, there's people who are really good at kind of closing that business out. Quite often we've spoken to businesses about actually switching the pipeline and going, right, this part, this part of the process is handled by the, you know, the, the good people to get the business going. And this part is handled. So that's a really good way when you look at the statistics of a sales process. You go, Jimmy, who starts his sales process, gets really stuck in the middle. He can't yeah. seem to move further. Yeah, yeah. You only get that from having aggregated data. You only get that by looking over the whole thing. And so, you know, your good salesperson is maybe good at the end, but not necessarily good at the beginning. And so a CRM system will give you that kind of visibility very, very quickly. Um, so then you could, as you said, as you said earlier, you can then take action. You can then say, we've got a problem here. They need more training or we need to improve the sales process or we need to switch the deals over at this stage. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's another key thing that as you get more advanced into your CRM system that you're going to get. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. And I guess really where, where this is stemming from is you're, you're mapping the, the sales yeah. process, aren't you? The, the customer yeah. journey from, yeah. from initial engagement through yeah. to winning them as a new business and, and yeah. then beyond. Yeah. And then what we're doing is really we're breaking that down into, into key milestones yeah. of that journey to see yeah. whereabouts whereabouts they're up to and and yeah. how great is that then to be able to have that visibility of how many customers have you got at the different stages yeah. uh, or prospects to see how how it, your pipeline is progressing um yeah. and, and i know i always think you know we keep we keep it really simple we, we kind of like have unqualified in progress waiting yeah. order um yeah. if you will um over the years we used to have more stages but we've, yeah. we've narrowed it down yeah. um we have a few other extra kind of things as well that would yeah. would utilize but you know you might for example you might have a a category for deals that have uh, gone quiet you yeah. know um or obviously deals that you've lost and, and then yeah. deals that you've won yeah. um uh, but the, i always look at it as like i'm feeding that pipeline so using that conversion that, that you know uh, random numbers here but yeah. to get to get one closed deal yeah. if, I, if i move a deal from uh, in progress to a waiting order yeah. i i know therefore that then i have to go back to my unqualified list yeah. uh, and progress three of them into yeah. in progress to get me to get your a, numbers right a, a, a number and it's, it's kind of always going back to the next step and thinking yeah. right okay i've moved that on one step so i need to go back and then promote somehow promote yeah. others from quiet ones the dormant yeah. ones or the, yeah. the the in progress and it's only by having that visibility that you, you can see that yeah um cool so i, I think we've, we've covered quite a bit there on i guess crm in a sales yeah. environment yes what about when we marketing uh, okay you know a big thing that you your area of expertise is marketing automation yeah yep can you tell us what that is and and, and what the benefits of it are um yeah of course so the, the marketing automation obviously is a process of sending out um regular communication to people in the database at the right time and i think that's a simplistic view 
So we take a very, very simple process. Um, so somebody hits your website, you've got a piece of content on the website, like a, a how-to guide or whatever, mm. and they download a piece of content. Um, normally, that would then go to the CRM system. Obviously, the, the client, um, the, the person who's completed the form will get some sort of follow-up email, some sort of follow-up campaign. Yeah. Um, that would then go to the salesperson if it was deemed correct, all right? Um, but what quite often happens is two things. The person rings, you know, you ring the person up, you have a chat with them and they think, well, it, the time is not right for me and I'm, you know, I'm in a contract or I'm currently doing this. Now, from a salesperson's perspective, that would just sit in the CRM system and basically go cold. Mm. Um, marketing automation now triggers, it kicks off and we start now sending out regular communication to this person, um, keeping them warm, keeping them bubbled over, but also at the same time monitoring you know, are they engaging? Are they visiting the website? Are they coming back? Are they opening the emails? Because what we want to do is we want to look for the people that are engaged. Marketing mm. automation is then at the relevant point um, is then triggering an email back or a communication back to the salesperson to say, look, we've noticed that the, con the prospect that you spoke to six months ago is now back on the website. Okay. And they've been on the website three times and they're looking at this specific page on the website. Why don't you give them a call? Why don't you pick the phone up and say, we spoke six months ago, et cetera, et cetera. And so start mm. the conversation. And marketing automation is, is helping, is filling in the gaps between the prospect making conversation, the salesperson engaging, and those periods of time where kind of there's nothing really going on. Um, obviously, marketing automation is delivering relevant information. So, for example, you know, somebody's expressed interest in a particular service or product. We're feeding more and more information to that person, right, on a regular mm. basis. Um, mm. And so I think that's a critical thing. The other thing as we go through is obviously client retention. That's an important part of the whole process where yeah. marketing automation is now talking to your clients as well and giving them education information, giving them follow-up. Once again, keeping them bubbling over. I think the, long, the longest automation we've had, which you know um, eventually came to customer was seven years where we're running an automation on a client. And he came back and said, you know, thanks for keeping in contact. Um, you know, and yeah. you think that, that wasn't the salesperson ringing up. That wasn't anything. That was just mm. automation. And I think a lot of people, particularly well-established companies, um, kind of, you know, they send out their newsletter um, and and they, that's kind of it. That's kind of the end of the journey. Or mm. they send out their invoices. And there's so much more that could be happening in between those processes. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, you mentioned it earlier about the buyer's journey. It's also um, what information is sent to the right person at the right time? You know, what stage of the buyer's journey are they in? Um, I think that's critical as well. So you've also got to make sure the information sent is mm. relevant to that process. Um, and that, yeah. that's part of what we do. So we will build out a journey for that person through the whole process. Yeah, and I, I, I think there's some really clever things that you can do with marketing automation. I mean, I, I always think you know, there's been numerous studies that are done here um, in that it seems to be the same across any sector, you know, any any type of business type that a successful salesperson, like a really successful salesperson, will when they will go back to a prospect at least between seven and nine times, so they get no, not interested, yeah. or yeah. Uh, and they will they will follow up at least seven to nine times yeah. after that no, and eventually will yeah. get a, get a yes. Yeah. Um, whereas an average salesperson will may follow up up to three times the average yeah. person um and, and then just drops off there yeah. and most people don't even follow up um yeah. it, it, you know i mean 
what what staggers me sometimes is when you speak to businesses is how many people don't even follow up uh, like a quote that's right. gone out yeah. you know it's been sent out and there's there's no no personal follow-up to that you know to, to kind of say do you want do you want to order <laughs> yeah. well even, even the question did did it arrive okay yeah 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 you know, exactly we assume did, did, if we've emailed it that it's turned up but we do we actually know that yeah i got it i didn't understand it boom okay so yeah, yeah you're absolutely right with that and I think this, so this is where marketing automation can, can really help with that in setting them follow-ups to actually happen and not necessarily, it can be automated. So it doesn't have to be the, the salesperson or CSR or whoever follows up that themselves. It's automated yeah. uh, to, to narrow down who we need to then focus on. Um, so I think that's a key thing, but yeah. it cannot help to automate, I guess, engagement kind of actually yeah. making, you know, here's your to-do list yeah. of phone calls you need to make, yeah. um, you know, for quotes that have gone yeah. gone out, because you can learn so much from following them yeah. that, that up in terms of, like, did you get it? Did you understand it? Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, there's loads of things that you can yeah. do to, to help with that. But um, and, and if we didn't win it, you know then why question how many businesses record that information to yeah. why have you why have you lost yeah. um, an opportunity at that point in time um because that might start to give you analysis as well is is it price is it competitor pricing is it is it um it you know wasn't the right fit or whatever um your your, your analysis is I, I think that's a, a really key part to why we're winning things but why yeah. also we were losing things but you, you mentioned, I think the, the other thing that you mentioned there about losing is, you know, one of the most powerful um, automations we normally put in for a client is the lost deal. So you lose the deal mm-hmm. and then you follow up in two or three months time with a, how did it go? And yeah. you'd be staggered how much business is won. Yeah. Well, actually we decided, you know, we did decide to go with this company, yeah. um, but in the end we didn't actually do it. Mm. And actually, or we did do it and it didn't work out. And I'm really pleased you've got back in contact because we're going to go with you now. And yeah. we won, you know, we, our internal, we won some big business um, just by having that follow up process. Um, yeah. And it's automatic, you know, lost deal, boom, trigger three months later. Just yeah. want to see how you're getting on. It looks like it's a personal email, boom, you know, and it triggers a, it triggers a response as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I went into a little secret. That's a key tool that I use. Um, yeah. Uh, sequences and because the, and this leads you on to the other angle of, I guess what you were talking about Martin automation is, is it's um it's how you can bring value to a customer uh, or prospect isn't it and uh, by sharing content um relatable valuable content to yeah. to, to them customers and, and here at Thorsten we have the term smarketing it's I don't think we invented it but it's, it's it, you know we work very close with the sales team and the marketing team yeah. um to building content that we think and know that, yeah. that customers would value um, but also identifying particular challenges that we have in the sales pipeline at that moment in time yeah. um that we we can build a um a marketing activity to to help with that yeah. but it, it all is about bringing value and rather than following up kind of um hi are you ready to re- to, to look at this again now yeah. it, instead it's taking a different approach and, and sharing some information that you think might be useful for them yeah. Yeah. just i guess keeping in their minds you know their thoughts 
but also you're demonstrating, aren't you, to that business then that that you are the go-to people. For, yeah. You know, if you've got something. Yeah. And that, but I found with the when I've lost a deal, I used to having my diary. You know, putting my diary three months from now, yeah. get in touch with them. See how they're getting on, or six months from now, and 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 then I'd set another task and another yeah. task, and 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 this is where the automation is a great example because yeah. um, you can you can actually I found myself that I was kind of repeating the same exercise. Yeah. I was I was typing the same type of email um, yeah. or you know doing the same things, and so that's where it actually what, what if I could put these in templates so yeah. I don't have to type them. So that's yeah. time saving. Uh, exercise number one I've got a template but then time saving exercise number two is I, I put this into an automated sequence that is intelligent enough to know if that customer engages with it and um, yeah. it comes across as very personal yeah. and always probably I think if, if I looked at the stats of it it's about an 80% response rate yeah. for lost business um, now it might take some time before something comes of that yeah something might never come of that but it, it's it, it's it's doing my job for me yeah. of going back to that customer yeah. seven eight nine times to keep engaged with them yeah. and and seeing how how they're getting on and who yeah. knows you know you know sometimes that has happened where we've then had the actually that's not worked out for us yeah. can we revisit your solution again uh, yeah. or you know Thanks. That's great. And, and we, what we, you know, we share content to try and help them with their implementation. And that sounds yeah. bonkers, doesn't it? Yeah. Why, why would we want to help someone with the implementation of, of, a, yeah. of a different product? Yeah. But, but we do. Because yeah. it, it, we, we know the pains that a business goes through yeah. in, in implementing. So at the very least, if we can at least do that, then yeah. we feel like we're, we're achieving our mission, you yeah. know, and, and, and what yeah. we, what, what we set out to do. Yeah. So, I think there is a, a lot of value in there. It, it takes time, though, doesn't it, Jason, yeah. to set up and yeah. think about? But it does I, take time. But I think you know the benefit of it, as you've as you've rightly mentioned. Okay, so you take your your lost deal um, automation. Yes, it takes time to sort of build it out, but it's done now. That's yeah. it, and you don't need to worry about it anymore. You know, you don't need to worry about okay, I marked a deal as lost, mm. and we we find that's true with all of them. So we build a you know a welcome series. Mm. it's done you know we might refresh it once a year but the mm. basics is we're building we're building a machine you know and it takes time to build that machine yeah. out to add the different steps and get more and more involved yeah. etc mm. but once it's done it just runs in the background automatically yeah. and all we're doing then is just building and building and building yeah. on top of it um, and I think that's it's an investment at the beginning but even then you know, we're, what we're aiming to do with clients when we work with them is try and get some quick wins. What can we do in the first 30 days to give us sort of a simple automation? Is that a simple thing like, you know, getting more inquiries from the website? Is that a simple thing, right? Let's look at all the previous um, inquiries that we had that didn't close. Let's mm. look at the different things that we can start to do and then build on, build and build and build on top of it. And I think yeah. that that's a critical part of the process. It is a, it's a, it's not always quick, um, you know, because we appreciate the clients have different budgets, but you know that you're doing yeah. something, you're making a step, you're improving something, you're improving something. So, and one one of the things I, I had to, to overcome a little bit was that you know I, I I like that personal contact and and that yeah. that one to one uh, thing, but but I, I, with the marketing automation, 
the way I started to see it actually was that the time and effort I'm putting into building this and, yeah. and making sure that it's personable and relevant yeah. is actually in some ways it's even better because I'm setting aside the time to think about how yeah. I want to engage rather than yeah. being reactive and kind of go, yeah. all right, my, my, my reminders come up at six months to, you know, uh, follow up. What should I send them today? And often that can be the, the, the barrier for, for salespeople because it's like, I don't know what to send them apart from a hi. Uh, how, how are you doing? Shall we, shall we have a catch up? And sometimes they, them quick, short, sharp ones can work, yeah. but it's like that becomes a bit of a barrier to to doing these follow-ups because you, yeah. you you're not sure what to do so if you spend the time to think about actually what in six months time what would i want to say to them how could i help them how yeah. could i engage with that customer yeah. or that prospect yeah. and, and by building that i actually think it's more personable yeah. the fact that it's you've set it to be automated yeah. to to send you know so yeah. That's just being efficient, yeah. yeah <laughs> absolutely, being organized, yeah. you know, and and, and letting a, a software and a system do something yeah. for you, uh, whilst you concentrate on on other things. So, yeah. it, it, you know, I just wanted to put that in there because I think that's sometimes the barriers that I've, I've experienced yeah. with businesses and individuals, and it's, it's not it's, it's not very personal, but I think it yeah. is more personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you agree there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you touched on a little bit there as well, Jason, about um, kind of quick wins and um, like so you've been you engage with a customer and yeah. the, the, a, a quick win might be you know website inquiries and yeah. and I guess that involves some level of, of of integration then does it which you know leads me on to ways you can integrate CRM and things that you can do. So have you got some examples of, of sort of things that you've you've done with customers and Yeah, so I think I think the first thing obviously that you can do is um tracking. So mm-hmm. website tracking codes. Um you know it's a very simple process. You add the tracking code to a web, to your website and you get a you get a feel for you know what what someone's doing on the website, which pages they're visiting and you can obviously utilize that information in the system. So before I pick the phone up, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'll have a rough idea of where they've been on the website from that perspective. I think that's an important aspect of it. Um, but I think there's also some other areas, like you go to a lot of people's websites um, and there's not what, there's not a clear um, action objective of what you want them to do. And I think that's an important aspect. When I put up any page on someone's website, you know, I want it to be so obvious. As a visitor to my website, I would like you to do this. Now, yeah. you know, so is that a button to download a piece of content? Is that a button to view more information? Is that but whatever that may be that's relevant mm-hmm. for obviously the business and the particular page is an important aspect of that because your your sales, your website is your 24-hour um, salesperson. It's always there. It's always ready to go. And, you know, if you're not asking for the customer or the prospect or the visitor to go to the next stage, yeah. then don't be surprised, you know, if you're not getting any website inquiries. So the first thing we'll look at is how do we make this page more engaging? How do we make it obvious what they've got to do next? And so, you know, we're adding on things like landing pages where people can fill in and download content. We're, we're changing the forms on the website so they're more engaging. Um, we're doing everything we can. You know, in our in our phrase, it's that capture stage. How do we capture more inquiries? Mm. Um, and that's the first part of the process that we've got within the system. Um, you know, simple things like, you know, do you have a do you have an online chat? No. Okay, so let's talk about how that can work for you. Um, do you have a you know a help, hints and tips guide that someone can download with a piece with you know in exchange for an email address? 
How do we utilize that? Where do we put that? So all these mm. things are sort of driving traffic through mm. and then obviously getting more of that stuff to stick. Um, yeah. Because yeah. once they've gone, they may never come back. So you've mm. got kind of sometimes quite often you've got one stab at it. Um, you've got to get it right. Boom, get them to do the same. I think the other thing that a lot of companies do, um, which is they go, they go very, very quickly at that, what I call the top of get a quote. Well, goodness me, I don't even know who you are yet. What am I getting yeah. a quote for? You know, can you help me? Can you solve my problems? Can you do this? So I think we've also got to think of, as you said, in the buyer's journey, what stage this person is. I just, yeah. I'm interested in, you know, this particular thing. What do I need to do next? Mm. Um, and so coming in at a much higher level, um, with just a little bit of information, it's, it's sometimes more powerful than get a quote. Um, that's a, a simple example. Get a quote yeah. is relevant but it may be relevant at a later stage. One of the things that we can also do with um, clients as well is we can make the, the content on the website sometimes more dynamic. Um, yeah. So we can look at what the, is the relationship with that contact in the database. And if they're a customer, yeah. yeah, we might jump them straight to a button that says get a quote. If we don't know who they are, we may not ask those questions. So we can also take that relevant information as well. Uh, right. So it can kind of be more interactive based yeah. on that, the type of person that's engaging with your website. Yeah. yeah. So it sends them down a different track. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. much more intuitive, much more relevant yeah. to the person who's actually visiting as well. Yeah. So that that can have an, a great impact as well. So, yeah. I, I think there's so many different tools that you can bring together, aren't there? I mean, for example, just even a CRM that can integrate with your with your diary. Yeah. Um, if you think trying to arrange an appointment, how many how many steps that takes backwards and forwards yeah. of, of, of can you do this date? No, can you do this date? Or you know, can you offer me several dates? Yeah. Um, and that in itself can be quite a prolonged process trying to yeah. to, to do it. And so I think things like where you can integrate with your diary system where you, you, you know, a bit like calendar um yep. i think is one example hubspot do it as well yep. i'm sure other crms do too yep. where you can send a link out yep. to a customer and and yep. they click on that and then they can see a view of your availability yep. uh what spaces you've got free and they can they can book in a slot there and then yep. um yep. and it just it it, it, you know, not every customer engages with that, but I'm I'm seeing more and more people are getting used to that space and and to, easier for them because it's all about making things easier, isn't it? And and yeah. but e easier for you as well. It's all over our website. You know, if you, on our website, you know, every time there's a, there's a on the about hours or whatever, we've got the buttons: book a meeting, book a meeting, book a meeting. Mm. And it's exactly that. It's a direct link into the diary. Yeah. It's a direct link to the CRM system. Um, yeah. And it, it is so powerful as well um and it just makes things so much easier boom yep yep i'll book a meeting yeah um, and you know it happens all the time for us yeah so. we found that that has really helped to um to, to get engagement because i think like for example on your website it, yep. you somebody at that moment in time has the intent and the impulse that you know that they, that they take that action and then please get in touch with me yep. but then that they their day job gets in the way and they've got everything else to deal with and contend with and and so yeah. how many times as a business do you get an inquiry yeah. and then falls into the dormant pool if you will because they've not even had time to then re-engage with you whereas yeah. you, you've you've took out all them steps yeah. and actually your website just allows them to instead of saying get in touch with me why, why let's 
let's book a time now yeah. when it's convenient yeah. to get in touch yeah. with you. It's going to obviously um, uh, not only speed up the process, but, yeah. but also capture more qualitative uh, leads and give you a better yeah. opportunity to actually engage with them. I mean, for Tharson, we, we integrate with, with HubSpot as well yeah. as, a, as an example, CRM tool. And I think we, yeah. we, this is how we, we came about, really, isn't it? That yeah. We've worked on, on similar projects. But that, that's another thing that you could perhaps take um, as a print business, you know, integrate your MIS with your CRM system yeah. so that the, the two are talking to each yeah. other. Um, you know, even simplicity of synchronizing customers and contacts. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, any marketeer will tell you how, how much of a job that is just trying to yeah. keep your databases up to date. So synchronizing that could be a key win, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, or taking it beyond to synchronizing quotes and deals. Yeah. And you've implemented that with some customers, have you? Yes. Yeah. 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 How did that part go? Was that been a useful exercise for them to, from an integration point of view? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think, I think, as you mentioned at the earlier, you know, the clients we've got where nothing real, really in place, no visibility in place, yeah. of, because you've got you've got the MIS system that's running, which is good, is operational, but you know, kind of how are you using that data? How are you marketing? And suddenly, we've given them a, a powerful insight into. Mm. This is our prospects. These are our suspects. These are our customers. This is what's engaging. This is what's working. This is what's not working. You know, sales management now have visibility of the pipeline um, from that perspective. Salespeople have a much, you know, an intuitive way of working. Um, I think the other thing that's really important, kind of with part of the process, is we're trying to take away a lot of the admin from salespeople as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by using the CRM system, things like, you know, oh, you need to submit your forecast or you need to submit your, you know, your visit meetings, stuff like that. That stuff is suddenly not needing to be doubled up. You do it once because you do it for yourself. The updating of that is then can be used for other people for the, the management. Yeah, it's, it's the byproduct of, of management yeah. information, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That, that by you doing your daily actions yeah. and making yourself more organized and, and everything as, a, as yeah. a salesperson or a CSR, the byproduct is, is you're actually building a reservoir of, of data yeah. that you can use as management information you know starson mis and management information system that's it's yeah. raising detra yeah. uh, but i i also think there's great value here in the power of combining your mis with a crm because yeah. typically when you are doing a marketing campaign yeah. your marketing team or manager will want to profile um your customers that could be based on size of business yeah what sector they're in, when their budgets renew, or whatever kind of tags and analysis you want that are are, are all kind of attributes of a customer or a contact. Uh, And that's, you know, kind of one-on-one marketing principles, isn't it? But then if you can combine data from somewhere else, like your MIS, where you can uh, then look at, well, actually, what is my trading history with that customer? You know, what, how, when did they last have a quote from us? Um, show me all my customers that that haven't had a quote from us in the last six months, potentially lapsed customers. Marketing, what can, what can we do with that to, to, to engage with them customers or, or, or sales, you know, what can we do with that? Or what, you know, what about your most successful salesperson? What what uh, let's have a look at what they are doing, but what are they not doing? The the, the, the power of grey, as they say, yeah. you know. Yeah. What, what sectors are they not selling into? What products are they not selling? Yeah. Um, it, could could that help to make them even more successful? Yeah. 
um, or you know what what are they doing that our other team members aren't? Yeah. So uh, possibilities are endless, aren't they? I think the other thing as well from that is is the link back between right. So I've got a let's go let's go the other way with the integration. You know, I do a marketing campaign, yeah. okay, and I do social media and I do PPC and everything else. Yeah. Did that actually generate any business? Mm. Well, actually, now within the reporting structure, I can see. Well, yeah, that actually generated ten new clients. And they spend X number of pounds. Yeah. I now get that closed loop stuff, mm. you know, and I go, yeah. well, actually, that campaign generated lots of inquiries, but no business. Yeah. Whereas this campaign over here generated a couple of inquiries, but actually it was good yeah. quality stuff and we got some good business out of it. Yeah. So that's the sort of information you can use off the back of that to go, this is working. We need to do more of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to stop doing that now because for whatever reason, whatever type of medium that is, it is not working for us as a company. Mm. I think that's that's an important, you know, that gives us what I call our very, very, yeah. yeah. You make a really good point there, Jason. Yeah. It's looking at your return and investment, yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't it? For for yeah. my marketing spend, yeah. Out of the things that we're doing, yeah. what is actually giving us that that return and investment? What's working for us? What's not working for us? Or yeah. what do we need to tweak? What do we yeah. do again? Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really important part of, of the power of bringing systems together, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. integration, not just automation. Um, you know, I mean, I know, I know there's lots of other things you can integrate with, like Vidyard and yeah. DocuSign and, yeah. you know, electronic signing tools and, and things yeah. like that, which help to speed up the process. Or maybe when you're delivering a quote, you could yeah. send a a short video guiding someone yeah. through your quote um cool um, jason um i just feel like we, i could talk forever to you about <laughs> about crm and the, the benefits of it um you, you're a very inspiring person what 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 inspires you what inspired you to to, to set up flow bird in the first instance i think i've always had a I've interest, i don't know why i've always had a passion for um what i call retention client retention you know there's always this there's always a big thing in the market about it's always about new business or new business new business new business um new inquiries new leads lead generation um but i think so many companies out there are actually sitting on you know to use the phrase the gold mine you're yeah. sitting on a gold mine of their existing customer bases and i get a real you know we we do a mapping process a pyramid mapping process where we look at the client base um and you can you can take your existing customer base and just with a few incremental changes start to generate a lot more revenue a lot mm. more you know growing companies um and i think that's what i get really the lead generation is almost as a sort of um, an offshoot of that process because yeah. i do know that there needs to be an element of it but i think if companies go you know i've been i've been in business for years and years and years i've got a customer base of x what can i do to get them to hey, you know spend more frequently um, buy more, et cetera, et cetera. That, that to me is a real, that's a, a, an area, retention is a real passion for me mm, because I think mm. we should be looking after our existing client base um, as, a new, as a sort of a crucial way of growing our company. Um, and marketing automation, the CRM, are kind of the, the foundations of that because with those two bits in place, you have the tools that mm. you need to be able to deliver that. Mm. Um, and I think that, mm. that's, that's what I love. I love that. I love it when they, you know, Client turns up, right? I've got you know 100 customers, a thousand customers. What are we going to do? Brilliant. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. build a strategy around that process. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's to a degree product product development. Sometimes that's product bundling. 
sometimes that's just making people aware oh i didn't realize you sold that as well yeah let's let's see what we can do yeah. with that yeah um, and grow, grow the business as part of that process I think um, it's quite quite interesting, isn't it? When you, I mean, one of the things we've we've done here is we we've mapped our customer, what we we see our customer experience as, what yeah. the journey is, and yeah. we continue to review that and keep on going back to it, and and then how can we improve that yeah. customer experience? How can we improve that customer journey from for the very beginning to the end? Yeah. Um, but I think also when you when you look at it from a um the, the lifetime value of the customer yeah. as well, you know yeah. how much how much they spend with you over five years, 10 years, yeah. 15, 20, that yeah. also really kind of helps to focus your attention yeah. on, on actually, you know, the value of that customer yeah. and, and how, how much more valuable they can be for you. And I think what you'll find is as a business, if, if you take that approach mm. of customer attention, you will probably find that you will get more new leads anyway through the, yeah. the, the, the best best yeah. type of lead that you can get yeah. which is a referral yes you know and and, and there are things if you you can start to ask for referrals yeah. and, and, and not, not many people do that do they but um but it, for marketing automation comes back in definitely i mean yeah. that's absolutely a fundamental yeah. automation that we would always put into people yeah so, yeah yeah okay so I, i'm always interested to know about you as a as a uh, the founder as a business owner uh yeah. jason so do, do you have a, a mentor whether that be an official mentor or somebody that you just you refer to or a friend or someone or um i, th- I think um an, impo- an important person um from a business perspective was, was actually my previous employer um he was he was very hard but also very very good at business and i think i learned a lot from that as part of that process mm. um I think now, you know, in business, um, we have a we have a, a monthly um, mentor that we work with, um, and you know, she'll we'll, we'll go through the numbers, we'll go through the strategy as well, we'll go through the process, mm. um, and I think having that sense check on a regular basis is is quite critical. Mm. Um, we also um, we also have a, a process. It's actually one of our software systems, um, which is called Value Builder, which is a is a kind of um, a a sort of software mentoring process oh, and it, it, it's really interesting it's kind of it takes people through a different stages of the business and it looks it it it's for owners of business yeah uh, but i think the key thing with it um is it looks at your business from the point of view of a buyer not as a a business owner so if you said right if a buyer was going to buy your business today um what would they look for and i yeah. think that's been that's been critical in the way that you know we work as a company mm. um because I think that gives you the strategy to go, wouldn't want to do that, wouldn't want to do this, we need to change that, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a big part of what we do as well. So, Yeah, I'm guessing behind that, uh, Jason, is very much an approach of systemizing your business. Absolutely. Making it so that you're not a part of that business almost, putting yourself out of a job. Because um, it's quite interesting, we've just done a recording for one of the, the channels on Tharson TV yeah. is about systemization. And again, this is an area I'm, I'm really passionate about for, for businesses thinking about really what is my what is my end game? What is my exit strategy? It yeah. might be that you want to retire and, and keep the business, but, you know, um, it might be that you want to sell the business. It might be that you want to pass it on to uh, to, to your family or, or um, to other members of the team, whatever your 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 strategy is yeah. but systemization is a big part of that 
it's not yeah. everything, but it's a, it's a big part of it. I would book to like the the E Myth by um, Michael Gerber, I think it is, and yeah, um, yeah it is Michael, yeah. Yeah, uh, and as part of the systemization program as well, we've interviewed a chap who, who's written the same type of book, but very much focused for print industry as well, which yeah. is, 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 has been really kind of taking it to the next level. But it's all about systemization and, and how almost can, can you make your business yeah. a franchise, yeah. you know, like a blueprint, isn't it? Um, and, and so you, that, I've never heard of that tool, though. So, um, it, I mean, the, the concept is around what's called built to sell. Right, um, okay. And um, I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a certified consultant for the build right. to sell process. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea behind it is that, you know, we literally take clients through this. It is literally a systemization of their business. Yeah. And the, the final concept of that is that exactly as you're just saying, you know, can you, be, can you have a business that you can choose that you want to work in or you don't want to work in, yeah. but at least you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. think most business owners are unfortunately tied to their business. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the dream of building the business, of having the freedom at the beginning was lovely, but now it's become a kind of a burden. Yeah. And yeah. so what we're able to do is go, well, you know, we'll help you step back and be able, the business can run itself so that you don't need to be involved. You then oversee it as a company. And suddenly yeah. you find business owners like, I actually enjoy my business again. I actually enjoy doing yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, More I can choose to work with it or I can choose not to. So it's a big part of, of what we do as well. Um, why I personally do. And let's not forget as well, it, it helps to increase the value of your business. <laughs> the yeah. en- yeah. enterprise the enterprise value, uh, it, as they refer to it, you know, um, yeah. it makes it more attractive yeah. to buyers, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, um, if you were talking to your your younger self, Jason, yeah. as, a, as, a, you know, as a person and as a business owner, what advice would you impart upon 18-year-old Jason? Um. I think the, the, the simplest advice was at start now. Okay. I mm-hmm. think that would be, you know, get, the, get your own business going today. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, I, it took me a number of years yeah. um, before I actually took the plunge. And you look back and you go, should have just done it 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's an important thing. I think the other element obviously is, is be brave. I think, yeah. you know, I think, business it can be very easy to be timid and I think sometimes you just have to take you know take a little bit of a risk I'm not a great risk taker but Mm. you know take a little bit of a punt and go you know what we're going to go for this Mm. um and I think I think the other thing that I think as you mentioned with the mentoring as well is is have a you know I always say to people have a have a long-term goal but make it quite fluid so have an objective in terms of you know I'd like I'd like to be here or I'd like to be there or I'd like to be doing this. Um, but I think, you know, do what you love as well. You know, there's a, there's a thing where you get into it. I mean, I got into the software market, software, because for some weird and wonderful reason, um, I enjoyed it, you know, and I think that that's a passion as well. Uh, but yeah, the biggest advice is don't wait, get on yeah. with it, get started. Um, and don't forget to get a CRM system straight away. <laughs> so that's the most important thing. Yeah, obviously. So start now, get perfect later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that I think there's an American. Um, nice. I think mm. there's an American phrase where you know start now and tweak it. Whereas I think there's an English phrase don't start till it's perfect. And yeah. I quite like the American approach. It doesn't matter what we do; it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Get it out there, get it going, and then work with it. Work with it. Work with it. Perfect your art. Perfect your art. Perfect your art. Yeah. And you know, um, then you you know you'll be you'll be fine. Um, and enjoy it. I think that's the 
that's the important aspect of it. So, but yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't hang around. That's what I would suggest. So. Sound advice, sound advice, Jason. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Jason. Um, there's, uh, there's so many valuable tips that you've given there, and and um, uh, I hope it has been helpful for people that are listening. We'll put your contact details in the show notes so people can can reach out to you. But yeah, thank you very much for today, and uh, look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. That's great, Ruff. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Inkspire podcast from Tharstern. If you have any questions about today's show or you're interested in being a guest, head over to our website and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Until then, thanks for listening.